Greetings Commanders, this is Stephen Benedetti, one of the community managers on Elite Dangerous, and you're listening to Loose Screws Podcast. Why would you be anywhere else? Come on down and listen, it's an awesome show. Well, it happened again. I'm not going to impersonate the hey guys, but... Hey guys. <laughs> there he goes. Hi! You'll, uh, you can, you'll, you'll be stuck with me tonight. This is, this is Commander J and Tracks, but I promise that tonight on This Week in Fake Space, we've got news, we've got financial news, we've got, uh, uh, story news and community goal news, and I've got some friends with me. Of course, it's Chig. How are you, sir? Oh, you called us friends. I'm doing it's fine for and show. dandy. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, damn it. Right, I'm doing good. How the hell are you? Uh, I live on, you know, um, this, this, uh, this is a late, it's a late night, late start, but we're going to, it's, we're going to have fun anyway. Um, also here, of course, is Commander NL Hate. Welcome. How are you? Willkommen. Uh, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Did you turn into Stephanie Meyer? Oh, rude, rude. Rough. Oh, okay. Well, I just, you didn't have a real good grasp of the English <laughs> language, so I assume that's who you were. <laughs> Very well. Oh, my goodness. Well, um, yeah, so what's, what's everybody been doing for the past week? Uh, In-game, out-of-game? Who wants to go first? Chig, go first. Um... Well, I've tried to play a little bit of Elite, but every time I log on in the evening, we end up playing goddamn Among Us. I hate that game, <laughs> but we have played a lot of it. Even Mrs. Hate, she's on there as NL Love. She's on there. Dubs yeah, that's wife pretty is, great, by the way. <laughs> Dubs' wife has been playing with us. My daughter's been in the game. God, one of my daughter's friends was in there one night, too. I think we had nine of the ten people were in our Discord yeah. one night. It was really, really, yeah, uh, screw that game. That's that's all I got to say. Actual in-game, I did just a little bit of the the thing where I went and fought for the dudes, collected a few bonds, and then... I you must be to referring Shinra. to the community gold. Yes, and then I went to Shinrada to buy a new ship because I decided I want a new ship, and I'm still in Shinrada. So, yeah, that, that, that's been okay. my week. Yeah. All right. What's going on at your end, Hate? Uh, well, I downloaded all the updates for Warframe, and then I got the program ran a organization process, and then I verified everything. That took me about six hours. And then I played Warframe for Ooh. about fifteen. Fifteen hours wow. or minutes? Yeah, fifteen hours. Oh, I, I was like, if you did six hours to get it updated, and then you played fifteen minutes, would have been a cooler story. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Either you guys play any more squadrons? Uh just a bit. Have you have, were you playing it hate? Oh yeah, I got back on my Xbox and then removed it from my hard drive so I could free up some space. <laughs> right on. Yeah. That doesn't that's count a perfectly as playing. Fine, yes. That's a perfectly fine um Xbox game. Frankly, I think it's I think it's better suited for a console in a sense, but um anyway, yeah, I I did I did play some um, I actually played Elite the other night. I, I had sort of had a week off before, but um, because of Squadrons. But I got I got sort of 
a little bit, I don't know, fed up with it. Like the thinness and sort of superficiality of the game uh, of Squadrons kind of started to sink in. And I was like, wow. Um, I found myself thinking, you know, this $40 sale price, I, I almost feel like I overpaid a little bit. Um, now that I realize that there really is just like, there's the battle royale mode and then there's the one with some ships and the one with ships, boy, after you do it like five times, it's like, wow, this is it. You know, this is the same thing every time. Um, I, I think that game is, is, um, not enough with just the game modes it has and plus with the bugs and stuff going on. But, um, I did turn it on and, um, it, it's fun. I think I, it will be a fun to jump into now and then kind of thing, but, um, still going to spend, have, I'm going to have a hell of a lot more hours in elite. I can tell. Yeah. But, um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we're without our, uh, Fearless leader, Commander Tierval, Ty Worsham tonight again. And um, yeah, he's again just, uh, I, I, I'm going to leave it to him to kind of explain what's going on with that uh, sometime soon, uh, we're hoping. But of course, you know, thoughts are with him and we want things to kind of continue on. So uh, we are. So, so we shall continue. And there's some stuff to talk about tonight. Um, and I am for some reason in charge. So apparently we're going to start with the out-of-game news, uh, the financial statements for Frontier Developments came out since we last recorded. And unless anybody's desperate to, I, I don't need to talk about like the details or whatever about this, but as it affects us, um, the company's doing quite well. Um, and specifically mentioning... Uh, Elite Dangerous, they said that they would be, ex- they're, they're planning on revenue on their schedule f- through 2024, um, which I call up because this is a shareholder meeting, right? So specifically what that means is, um, they, they're expecting the game to be generating revenue through then, um, so that means they can be expecting us to play it and they, they, they wouldn't promise their shareholders that if there wasn't going to be something that was worth buying, you know, essentially selling, selling units of. So um, I think that's good. Eh? Yeah, I, for me, the biggest was just how financially healthy the company is. I mean, they had sure. like 46 million in cash reserves or something like that is where they're sitting right now. It was it was just a crazy number. Yeah, and, the cash reserves has gone up a lot, and and yeah. they they have made more than they spent. I mean, obviously, but yeah, uh, yeah, they're they're a profitable company. But I mean, in the days of lockdowns and stuff, pretty much all the video game developers have been doing pretty damn well. But they they definitely are yeah. going gangbusters, and the better they do, the more likely it is they'll continue to create more content for Elite into the future. You know, sometimes you hope those financial statements they they might sneak something in about, you know, our next planned paid update after our release this, you know, mm-hmm. in the coming year is is in 2023, you know, something like that. But just mentioning that they're expecting to, you know, continue to have revenue coming in for this game through at least 2024 was right. was telling. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um 
That's about the size of it um, as far as the financial statement is concerned. But then um, we also have this stuff that um, we, we had already talked about the, the dev diary number two kind of business, right? Um, but yes, I see you highlighting it. <laughs> Click that link. Um, so uh, shortly after, I guess, was it was it Monday or something? One, one of these days after... Oh, it was Friday. So it was literally the the day after we recorded. Um, there was a post made uh, by Stephen Benedetti on the forums, kind of going into some more detail. Um, it, it has been uh, almost seven days since this came out. So I'm presuming most of the listeners have had a chance to kind of read over this and everything. But um, there were kind of a couple of nuggets and a couple of things that I kind of notice, like we still kind of don't know. Um, let's see, what do I want to pick out here? Um, so, so, you know, the, he goes over again about the, the, what, what commanders are going to be able to do on stations. There's, this is sort of a Q and a situation. Um, will there be long walks? No, it's going to be basically elevators, um, which, which are later on. There's a thing about like, is there going to be like loading screens or is it going to be seamless? And I think he answered it in the context of those settlements where there's kind of open air between buildings and that whole thing is loaded. You know, you're walking Mm -hmm. in and out between the doors seamlessly, but where there are loading screens are going to be, my interpretation anyway, is like, the transition to on foot, we are going to load that environment, which is similar to what we have now, right? We're loading a system. And then when we jump out of Super Cruise, now we're loading the local environment in normal space, uh, et cetera. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. So like the elevators, sure, we're going to get out of our ship and we'll be in the hangar and then we'll get into the elevator and then we'll appear in the social hub or, you know, or whatever for, for that particular station. Um, I, I think but, it's just how they have always kind of done loading screens in this game. They, they're good at hiding them, you know, which space and, right. and, and dropping into orbital cruise, you know, those things like that. They've always just kind of blended them in and that's an elevator ride is kind of going to be the loading screen, you know? I think so, yeah. It's, it's like a soft cover up right where something can yep. kind of where, where where it can appear like a very smooth transition which is fine it's absolutely fine um that it's not cheating <laughs> no, um, no i think i think that was sort of the impression that they were trying to to keep people from having but like that's not that's not a realistic they thing they won't so. have to go like old school consoles where they'd uh, slip a mini game in there that you could play while you were waiting for the other content to load oh, you know? there won't be yeah. anything like that completely immersion breaking but uh, that that would be awful um so uh, let's see scanning down quickly um mission availability i mean they did he, he made specific mention that there would be um the normal mission givers still exist but there could also be uh, uh, kind of specifically on foot things, uh, people who would approach you, and those might be more important and yield better, greater rewards or something. So you'd you'd have the opportunity to sort of, um, what do I say? Engage with a with a an avatar of an NPC, kind of directly, and um, just kind of. I mean, that's that's like immersion level stuff, right? Yeah, um, my guess is Teflon will be the first one to try to shoot one of them in the face. But. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, this makes perfect sense. I, I, yeah, he, I agree. He shoots first, ask question, like, questions later. But. Right. 
Um, no, I, I, I like that. I, that's what I really hopeful. I mean, this game, you know, always, you know, it does things where right. I can't believe that this is actually a game type stuff. So if they can integrate some stuff, you know, and really, really, you know, go that next level with it. I just don't, I, I don't see it yet. Let's mm. see some gameplay and how this comes together. I, the implications I'm, I'm, just, I'm cautiously of BGS optimistic. modification it, and just the, the, the new and refined BGS or mission board is so exciting. Mm. Mm-hmm. Without leaving a system, you can undermine a rival faction while right. getting your own faction more influence. And I am stoked for that. <laughs> cool. I didn't realize we couldn't do that already. So that's how much I know about PGS. <laughs> it's, it's much more uh, notorious to do it like that right now. But in one mission, mm, okay, go do an assassination for you know your rival faction, reduce their influence, and increase your own. Right. Okay. Okay. Typically, when you're in a station, you won't get, you do not often get missions into the same system. Oh, yeah. I see what you're saying. Right. Because they're always going to an adjacent system. Yep. Actually, that is interesting in a way that I didn't think about until this moment because that explains something I've never quite fully understood. And I don't know if I knew that I didn't understand it, but the, the way that I'll do a mission and then the receiving station doesn't always have the same, like I'm not, I'm not necessarily turning into the same faction. Right. Um, I never, I always kind of felt like, how come I'm not turning into the same, they're, they don't, don't even exist here. Did I, did I raise the influence the way I wanted to, you know, I just wasn't sure. So apparently the answer is yes, it just doesn't, I just thought of a cool new mission type. Okay. Because the BGS, you're going to be, you know, taking control of the station. Like the last mission before, you know, a certain faction takes over the station is murdering the the guy's (laughs) face that you see. Like, who's our stupid Boyce? What was his name? In Roster 10? I love Boyce. Oh, man. I I wouldn't mind seeing him assassinated. (laughs) But Aww. but you go and you actually we have off different that dreams. Dude. You and I you, you off that NPC. <laughs> you know the leader. You actually see his face. Then you actually see him in 3D. You had a yeah. sneak, sneaky sneak mission where you actually knock off the guy who's currently president in the station, and then the other power takes over. Mm, I like it. Let's do it. What if what if he's awesome though? What, like what if we learn a bunch of new things about the, but these people that we've him. only seen the face of? I know, but then you'd want to protect him. See, you want great characters, so people are also... Uh, When the Fleet Carrier update came out, Bryce actually got demoted from president to director. Oh. (laughs) How do you know that was a demotion? I don't know. A director sounds like he actually has to do something. A president sounds like he's just the boss. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, all right. And Mr. (laughs) On his metaphorical in-game golfing trip, you know, to Eden or whatever, is is clear. yeah, yeah. I want to play golf on a low G planet. I think I'd take the game <laughs> back up. <laughs> okay. Um, so anyway, uh, uh, we 
I think I, I think we did actually talk about the shields last time. They had mentioned that in the stream, um, but he clarified suits have shields. They run on a battery. Um, will I have an on-foot inventory? You do. And the way he describes it, it sounds like he's talking about the uh, organic samples from the plant gun and new uh, engineering materials that will be specifically for upgrading things that have to do with being on foot. Um, so great. We're going to have new, a, a new whole set of, of stuff to memorize the names and values of to know quickly whether or not we want to bother taking the time to collect it. <laughs> yeah, that, that's really just for the long time players. I don't think that's going to be all that big a deal. It's going to be the new players yeah. where it's just going you know, to be a whole other layer of stuff. Right. I, I think, I think this game, there's a lot you can ignore. Um, for a long time that that's, that's sort of the saving grace, right? Is because if you try to like memorize that whole, uh, engineering materials list and what, what name is associated with which tier and stuff like that, it, it's super overwhelming, but like you can play this game for ages before you have to even touch engineering. Dude, I played for a year before I played with another player. So I, I yeah. you know, I avoided multiplayer for a year. So yeah, <laughs> you can definitely ignore certain aspects of the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see, what's the last one? Oh, Apex Interstellar. So this is the service that can move you between planets and star systems uh, without a ship. Um, Will's Apex Interstellar service now mean it's viable to travel between systems by way of taxi flights whilst theoretically never flying your own ship? Yes, yes, you can. You can play the game without ever having a ship. Um, I think there's still a lot of mystery around what that means for things like the ships you do have. But... um, so I guess I don't know. To me, that that wasn't news. I feel like he had already said that. So I I only have more questions now. <laughs> yeah, a lot of this, you know, this whole breakdown that he did, I think, was just clarification of stuff yeah. and speculation. Yeah. Um, sure. But I okay. mean, the one interesting thing I heard from one of the other shows was that that concept basically you're adding even more storage in a way because you could have you know your ship full of stuff and then leave mm. that ship go to another system and hop on a different ship so you could actually be storing crap in your ships yeah so now your ship has to remember what's in it even when you're not in it um that that is somewhat unconfirmed though because they could you know until it's confirmed, like it could just happen like it does now. You go to leave your says, ship and it says you can't leave because you have you, limpets. You can't leave. <laughs> yeah, your your person actually can't carry the 600 limpets that you have on you. Uh, so you need to get rid of those before you leave your ship. It could. Hey, they said we have storage. I can't yeah, carry 600 limpets. In the, in the storage <laughs> paragraph, though, he know, specifically talks <laughs> about, and he, and he doesn't say cargo. He doesn't say like... So anyway, I, I don't know. I because how could your person carry a ton of something? <laughs> um, so it would have to be storage would be smaller things, right? It's a low G planet. I can carry all could, kinds of stuff. Sure, sure. <laughs> uh, that's right. That's right. Um, anyway, that that's about the gist of it. Um, so at this point, um, unless anybody's got more they want to mention about that. 
I got I got nothing on that really. I don't I don't know. I want to go right. talk to a travel agent and fly to a different planet. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, right. so next, um, I think we're going to talk about what's been going on with the squadron and the BGS. Incoming priority message. Squadron briefing. What the hell happened? <laughs> with the BGS or with your soundboard? Is is my soundboard wrong? No. It sounded right to me. It sounded... I mean, I never know when it ends because it cuts out, it goes back. I, yeah, because Discord, Discord yeah. doesn't like the, the tapering off. That's why I record local. Anyway, um, the sound was fine. Let's all just pretend that the sound was fine. And what the hell happened with the BGS, Hate With the BGS. Uh, well, uh, for, for the people that are actually doing it, you know, go, go red team, go red team. The whole <laughs> bubble around Ross 310 is clean, clear, and under control. Uh, unfortunately, over the weekend, uh, we did have our, our expansion air quote misfire uh, because we didn't have a tick for five days, and then we had three in two days, or three or four in two days. Different bots yeah. and different systems were tracking multiple ticks within an hour of each other, which was yeah. wild. So we didn't end up in LTT 16764. Let me pull up in my map because that definitely sounds right. And I have a filter set because I'm an airhead. Uh, <laughs> LTT 16764. I actually got that right. Now I'm really excited. <clears throat> but that's okay. It, it wasn't a huge system. The huge system is where we plan to take Ross to next. The 640 Cassiopeia, uh, which is a 4 billion population system and is going to double our, our effective population once we have control of that system. Uh, and over on the leaderboards for uh, our squadron, that's going to push us up well over the... probably over the 30 mark into like competitive with like big names. Uh, hmm. my, my personal mark right now is for us to get, you know, caught up to the Terra X Astro Corp or pass them on that leader. Oh goodness. Yeah. Okay. It, a big old call out for, uh, my friend who I've never talked to, uh, cryptogra- cryptography, uh, English is failing me at the moment. Uh, and I do want to give a big old shout out to uh, everybody who has been working on it. Uh, I'm real excited for uh, Pepper Grinder, who's getting ready to come back on the grind. All right. Yeah, I actually ran a couple of missions even, if you can believe it. <laughs> Just a couple. <laughs> Just a couple. Well, I, I, I want to know, did FDev ever say anything about what the hell happened with the ticks? I know in our Discord, everybody was like, what's going on? There's no tick. And then other Discords I pop into, everybody's like, what the hell? So any word on what it was? I only saw a couple of tweets um, that we figured out what the problem was and it should should all proceed. And then like something about another one that was like, um, basically like, it, it it has been tracking everything and it's all just going to happen now, which seems to be basically what happened, right? No. Uh, the no? 
too many days. <laughs> LTT sixteen seven sixty four. Lasted too. Well, well cool down. Well, uh, yeah, our our um, our goals didn't happen, but like it it did seem to. Um, what am I trying to say here? Like d- it, it, it it seems like the server did just kind of like push everything through suddenly, like yeah, it had been on pause. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, does that give us any insight as to how that works? Does somebody actually have to manually force that tick each day? I I assumed it was just kind of a maintenance thing they had set in where it would just do it every day. I I feel like an event like this would be uh, evidence that it is automatic, right? Because um, it is automatic. It's tracked separately from the star star server that hosts all the systems. A different server actually hosts the BGS. Okay. It's, it's queued up to a clock and someone probably paused the clock and that's why nothing happened. Uh, being that both huh. have the option, there were some coarse things said in our BGS channel <laughs> as well. Discussion channel. Well, that's yeah. why I was curious. Yeah, I, I'm just I, I, trying to figure out I mean, is all the new Galnet stuff and everything just somebody just didn't do their job? I just don't know. It See, just seems weird. For, for me, it, it sort of seems like if it was somebody's job to push this button, then it it wouldn't have been more than an hour late at most, not days. You know, yeah. it, it had to have been an automatic process that, for one thing, took a while to notice that it had failed and then but that couldn't be deciphered for a while. Because you'd think there'd be somebody yeah. whose job it is just to make sure that all your updates and, and things are working as intended. Dav, or yeah. just working at all. <laughs> it, it just quit working. Dav at Frontier Developments is typically the guy that's in control of the servers. But all that stuff happened on a three-day weekend. Okay, gotcha. Oh, all right. Well, that adds another wrinkle to the whole thing, huh? I don't want to call Dav out because I really want him on our show because I have some questions. <laughs> I have some questions. <laughs> All right. Well, um, so what what are we what are, what are we doing right now? We're kind of proceeding, right? Some things didn't happen that we wanted to, but we're still proceeding. Yes. Uh, we we need to take control of the Quama system. We're in it. We're in it. We've been yep. in it. Holy crap! What a what a weight off of my shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Of, of Kwama, Sammy, and then we need to start some secondary control conflicts in V7, V740 Cassiopeia. Because we're so lucky that we have two different numbers in the same constellation. Yeah, yeah. How many All right, systems cool. are we Com- in where I was running missions, so. Yep. And we're going to put Bumper on the back burner. We're, we're not going to be okay. out of there anymore because it doesn't reach anything that we really want. Okay. How many, how many systems to- are we in how, now? Yeah, how many total systems? That is a really good question, and the number changed <laughs> every other day. Uh-huh. I'll look it up. Yeah, I'm trying to, I was looking on an R, I was trying to see where to see it, and for some reason it's not where I've seen it in the past. Hmm. I will say, and in the last like week and a half, we're over 100 members in game now in the squadron. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, been there's been a fair number of applications just in the last week. When we got into Ex- Alexandrius uh, yesterday or this morning, that was our ninth system. Okay, wow. All right. 
and our goal is four hundred billion. Is that correct? Uh, humans only operate. <laughs> oh, I thought you wanted complete galactic domination. My bad. My bad. Uh, no, those people out in Colonia are pretty cool. They can stay there. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll leave them. Be. We don't want to take over Colonia today. All right. All right. Well, let's. What do you say we move on and do a little chig chat? Sure. Eh? sure. All right. It's chig chat. We here at Loose Screws never end a sentence with a preposition. Forgot about the great, great reverb I used in that. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you and your, your your sound talk. I don't know. What you're you know that's about. all me, right? Every, every voice in that, <laughs> except for Ty's <laughs> voice, of course. Uh, really? I, I did not know that. I, I yeah, it's like fifteen I, I of me. That's damn impressive. <laughs> With a bunch of uh, pitch shifting and and other other such fun, I moved around the room and did things with my voice to sound like different people. <laughs> anyway, that's that's how you that's how you make music if you want to make music that sounds like that. <laughs> I, I picture you doing like this this. Uh, I'm not even going to say what I was going to say. I don't know, like a Beastie Boys <laughs> kind of dance where you're crossing your hands oh, yes. and, and doing all Absolutely. that stuff and bouncing around the room. I I, I see it. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. it's disturbing thought. I need to get that thought out of my head. All right. This week's <laughs> Chig Chat is going to be just, I, I, I'm looking for some books to read. Uh, I've started like actual reading again instead of just audio books and stuff. So I've, I've been reading, reading some stuff lately. And, but one thing I want to give you guys a recommendation first. One, one book series comes to mind just with the way current events are in the world right now. And it just, seems like you know with facebook and everything else seems like you know pr and propaganda and everything seems to be everywhere there's a really good book series from back in the 80s uh this this is one of my favorite authors and i'm not a scientologist l ron hubbard is just <laughs> super freaking cool he's like in the guinness book of world records for the most published uh pieces between short stories and novels and everything else i mean he was prolifically published you know in science fiction magazines and and digests and everything i mean he wrote a lot i mean his probably you know most famous stuff is you know, obviously, you know, uh, Dianetics and stuff where Scientology was born and, you know, the guy just didn't want to pay taxes and created a religion on a bet. And now it's this goofy <laughs> yeah. thing with Tom Cruise and they take people's money and, and tie them up and stuff. I don't know what they do. It's, it's crazy if you watch any of the it's documentaries. Rough. But yeah. if you ignore his politics and, well, it's not politics, his religions. Uh, um, yeah, it's he, just fraud. But he, yeah, yeah okay. it, it was absolutely just fraud. But what religion isn't? We well, you know, we'll get yeah. that. Oops. Um, okay. <laughs> oops. <laughs> carrying on. Um, like his his probably most famous book is Battlefield Earth. You know, it's just a one book. You know, it's over a thousand pages, I believe. It's it's a great read. It's an absolute great read. But my favorite piece of work by him is a series called Mission Earth. I'd love for somebody to hop in chit chat and tell me that they love that book. They read that as a kid or whatever. Or read it. As an adult, I don't know. I, I It came out in the mid-80s, and I think I read it when I was 13, 14 years old. It's a 10-book series. I think I reread the series twice after that because it was just, it was just, I don't know. It was crazy. The, the 
basis is like this other planet needs to come to Earth to take over. I don't remember what resources they're coming to get. And the main character is like an agent for like their, you know, intelligence bureau who's being sent along to uh, sabotage the mission the whole time it's going on, the, the mission Earth. And he's just kind of a bumbler a little bit. He's not the smartest guy, but like his favorite thing in the book, you know, it, his thing is psychology. Psychology is the most genius thing ever. And his hero is Bugs Bunny because Bugs Bunny always fools Elmer Fudd. Seriously, it's, it's <laughs> right, hilarious, right. you know, because he's he's learning from reading, watching cartoons and, and Earth stuff. Another big part of it is, you know, at one point they need to sabotage, you know, that the, the hero of the story who and and. And a big thing they did is hire a, a PR guy. We had to get the best PR guy there is. And they end up getting this guy out of jail who went too far and just watching him manipulate the media in this book. And I mean, it, 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 well, in the series, I mean, this is, this is 10 books. This is like 5,000, 6,000 pages Jeez. of reading. I highly, highly recommend it. You know, it's, it's mainly, it's a satire, but it's really science fiction-y. You know, there's science involved. I mean, L. Ron Hubbard was a great science fiction author and he's really good. Yeah, at that characters. was his real deal. And this, this, uh, as this series goes, it's the satire and, and the look at, at human society. And if you read this series today, I'm going to, my guess is it's going to hold even more true than it did back in the eighties when, you know, they were making fun of w- what America was like, you know, and in the days of yeah. Miami vice and shit like that, you know, we, you know, the eighties were, were crazy. It's even crazier today. And it's just evolved to the point where it's even truer to what this book series is. So I'd, I'd recommend that if anybody's looking for a great book, but I I'm looking for another series, you know, I've never, you know, like, Usually you end up with like trilogies and stuff like that, you know, like uh, Vampire yeah. Chronicles or, you know, Star Wars stuff, you know, and, and I'm, I'm looking for another like big, huge series, obviously the Expanse series out there. I haven't touched the books yet because I love the TV show so much. I'm going to wait until mm-hmm. the show's over. Then I'm going to go back and read the books because I just so you can you can get the full enjoyment of the show before yes. you let the book realize that the show was ruining it. <laughs> exactly <laughs> along those lines. Usually, though, I'm really good at you know uh, keeping my medium separate. I I, I yeah. really I really uh, they're two different art forms and they're two different ways of telling a story. So I'm never one to say, oh, the book was way better than this or the movie was better. Mm-hmm. It's rare that you'll say the movie was better because you can get into your, so deep into your own head and thoughts in a book. But Precisely. I love the video media medium for, for all kinds of stuff. So if something's really good, yeah. I'll go back and read the book after the fact if I want more information. You know, I... Game yeah. of Thrones, you know, I, I had read like the first book of that many moons before the series started. So then I really enjoyed the series because I, I had forgotten enough about the book, but still remembered just enough that I'm like, okay, this is this is reminding me of that. And then, you know, after a few seasons, then went back and read the books again. So I wasn't constantly mm-hmm. doing that terrible comparison. You know, you just, I, I, I'd prefer to just enjoy the one and then do the other one when one is complete. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you, man. I, I like, 
I like mo- movies a lot. Well, also like movies have sound design where books can't. Um, and that's something I, I get a lot of out of uh, a good film. Um, but separately, as long as they're separate, they're both great. They can both be great. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd almost always rather watch if, if they're, if both are already out, I'd prefer to always watch the movie first. So I don't get that, that comparison as, Instantly, mm-hmm. a movie's hard to watch, especially a movie. It's only a you know a couple hours. So if you've right. spent hours reading a book and then you go watching the movie, you already know everything that's going to happen in the movie. I just I don't know. And if the it movie's terrible, like I won't even fast. give the book a chance. Most yeah. of the time, I just because of the story. But then, like one of my all-time favorite books is Ender's Game, and the book was phenomenal. And then the movie came out you know, many years later with Harrison Ford and, and stuff. And the movie was oh, good, yeah. but missed, missed the real theme at the end that the book had. And that kind of ruined it for me. But then again, the movie was still really good. So I, I don't know. You know okay. What was that? Ender's it, Game was a series. Yeah, it was a series. Started as a single book and then it, it grew into a series because I think that was Orson Scott Card's like first really, you know, big seller. Well, yeah. critically acclaimed anyway, because of the fact it was kids and stuff. It threw people off. A lot of critics honestly didn't know what to think of it. I think the other seven books were better than just Ender's Game. Yeah, I... That doesn't not make sense, right? It doesn't not make sense. You well, because... Well, no, it's, the, I've, I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> well, because he, he got better. I mean, this is... That's like... He just kind of figured out what was working and what wasn't working, maybe, right? And- well, if if you separate just Ender's Game from the eight-book series, well, the other seven books, they're, like, some of the characters are shared, and they're clearly shared. They're the same characters, but the, mm-hmm. the whole story for all the other books, because all the other books are part of the series, based on everything that happened to the side characters during Ender's Game or after it. Mm-hmm. The other seven books are a fantastic series. And like, if you're doing like extra reading for lore, that would be that first book, Ender's Game. Okay. Yeah, because see, I loved Ender, Ender's Game was just, I, I loved how that book built up to where it was then the ending was phenomenal and then the second book that was that was that the one with like the pig people yep okay and then i read that one and then i think i read the third one that i don't think i ever finished the series but i think they were still coming out back when i was reading them Hmm. um is that that well i was about to ask kate what what you had ender's game then uh, yes. No, Dune. Dune. Right. There you go. Uh, Since the movie got pushed off a year, you could I could have all those reread before then. I feel yeah. so bad. Uh, the Balerian Jihad from before Dune is is a good series of books, and Dune and the Children of Dune and everything after separately also a good series of books. Because they can be read independently, even though their stories are a part of the same timeline. Okay. 
See, Herbert, he's heavier. There's nothing. There's no way you could refer to Frank Herbert as light reading. I mean, just he, he the language that he uses and then all the, the crazy names he comes up with. I mean, it's a commitment to get into the Dune books. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh God, yeah, I love doing the Bene Gesserit and the Quidditch Hatterack and all that crazy shit. Yeah, I got, I got to get back into that. I haven't read that since freshman year of college. And for those keeping count, that was a long time ago. I heard Chig was old. Yeah. Yeah, I so. think that I, I read that and it was engraved on stone tablets. I think Frank Herbert it's stone. <laughs> what do you got Trax? okay um so i feel like i have talked about this on this show before like books have come up and this has been my once again my go-to thing but in case i didn't or in case somebody hasn't heard it yet um my current best rec for like a sci-fi kind of thing is gonna be it's not a series actually it's just this one book um, called All Are Wrong Todays or all shoot. It's, it's confusing. Anyway, I think it's All Are Wrong Todays. Um, and the, the premise here, as far as I know, this, this guy was like a one-off author or at least nothing else that's big. Um, so the premise is written from the first person of this guy who essentially says, I'm from the future, but it's a different future. And it's a future in which we had like the, the basic, the, the, what do you say? MacGuffin of the thing, the, the, the thing that makes this story take place is they have discovered or somebody built this machine that essentially gives you limitless energy. It's sort of, you know, it's, it's hand wavy um, in sci-fi, but it harnesses the rotation of the earth to give energy. So suddenly humanity doesn't have any energy costs anymore and they can just concentrate on whatever pursuit is like beneficial and interests them, everyone. And so like technology goes crazy and everything's super advanced and extremely clean and the environment is fine. And like we, you know, your, your clothes, like our nano machines sew themselves together and take themselves apart at the beginning and end of each day. So everything's perfectly clean all the time, you know, and the air is, uh, you know, recycled all the time anyway. And the main character, this isn't spoiler town. This happens like right at the beginning. He's talking about the story, but basically he, he's involved in the, in the, this project and they're trying to do time travel and he screws up something. He does the time travel and he screws up the creation of this energy machine. So he basically deletes his timeline and oh. he shows up in hours. So he's in, he's in the reality of the reader and he's saying, no, 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 this is wrong. Like your reality is shit and everything is polluted and your clothes are disgusting and you have to burn old dinosaur bones to <laughs> drive around in cars. This is horrible. And he's like, so he spends the, the book like trying to figure out what he did wrong and fix it. Um, and it's, uh, it starts out like kind of like that. It's like, oh, that's interesting. Um, but it is stunningly brilliant. Um, and the, the writing is so clever. There's these moments that where, um, you, you read something that is super confusing 
And it's like this one chapter that's like half a page long and it's amazing. It's wicked confusing. And then at the end of the book, it makes sense. You know what I mean? Like it kind of doubles back on itself because of course it's a time travel trope, right? So there are things in there that you're not going to figure out until later because it hasn't happened yet, sort of. <laughs> um, what, what's the name of this one again? All I just, are wrong. Did you, did you post a link? Yeah. yeah. All are wrong tomorrows or all are wrong todays. I always see that's the thing. I always say all are wrong tomorrows because. I think that's there's like a word play in there on on some kind of um some kind of other uh title or something but all are wrong today's other one and now you're in this one What's the matter? You you're from the other timeline and now you're in this one. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> so all your wrong today's. Got it. All right. All, yeah, all are wrong today's. Um Anyway, really, really great. Um, if you wanted us, if you wanted a series and one, one, just one more, the one that I'm reading through right now is the Magicians series, which is like a fantasy thing about uh, magic and dragons and stuff. Is that um, the one it, that that's the Netflix series is based off of? It's a. Uh, I think it's not Netflix, but yeah, they, or they did Amazon Prime. They, they did it is. slash are making a series out of it. Okay. Yes. I think I started watching the series at one point and got like, I don't know, five or six yeah. episodes in and couldn't do it. Yeah, it's it's probably not for everybody. I I don't think it's I don't think it's like a masterpiece like this first thing, but um it is pretty cool. I'm working working my way through the third book now and you know okay. it's uh, pretty cool. Anyway. Cool. Cool. So people come to the Discord, give us suggestions, chick chat. <laughs> That's a fact. Um, okay, so is it time to talk about the story stuff that's been going on in Elite? Um, what have we here? So last week, there was this CG where we were um, either defending or trying to arrest Liz Ryder. And Team Liz Ryder won handily. Oh no! See, I'm I'm going back two weeks. See, this is the thing. I took a week off and I didn't yeah. really play the game last week, so that that had already ended. The next one was, let me get this straight. The next <laughs> one was the uh, uh, Denton Petraeus and and stuff says, "Oh shoot, I guess we were wrong about trying to behead Liz Ryder." Yeah, sorry, uh, Liz. Sorry, Liz. See you later. Um, and and then he says, "Oh, but now we're gonna attack." Uh, these people and try to take over their system and we're all supposed to believe him again. Um, Doesn't Liz look kind of like the kid who owns the toys in Toy Story? (laughs) That's random. (laughs) I don't have the picture in front of me, but that's very funny. Um, Anyway, uh, so the next thing that pops up is once again, a I want to take over this system because I said so from Denton Petraeus. The thing that I'm finding interesting about this one, though, is the Team Empire ends up winning, um, but not because of greater player participation or greater player success. They actually turned in much fewer combat bonds, but their goals were set much lower. or the Empire's team's goals was set much lower. So even though, you know, essentially way more credits were put on the board for the enemies of the Empire, the enemies of this particular section of the Empire, they still won. 
uh, so what what do we think? This this seems to me like there's an invisible hand on the thumb here, and my my I, I can't help but think, you know, when they say the players get to decide what's happening in the story, and then I turn around and see something like this that's so tilted, so that even when an, a majority of players are fighting for one side, that side doesn't win because they simply set the numbers wrong. I I could definitely see that. It seems like they're trying to... I, I'm pretty sure they've got the contingencies if the other side wins, but they're definitely making it really easy. You know, one side... Making it easier for one side to win over the other. Like, yeah, it's in the one round where it's like, kill Liz and these systems become empire systems, or... That one was we'll, pretty even. We'll give you... Yeah, but... but they'll give you the reward was so much better on the other side. So this, you know, that's true that it made it like, it was obvious who was going to win that one. I mean, you know, everybody wanted the, the new shiny rather than just changing some systems and getting a new engineer name. Cause I mean, sure. Everything else is going to be the same. And now this last one, they did have it, you know, weighted in a certain direction and the other side, you know, you were fighting for the dudes. So I was, you know, that's, that's the side (laughs) I fought for. Made the choice, <laughs> dudes. Uh, the players have spoken. One side definitely won over the other. The storyline might be dictating one thing, but maybe the important people that were actually at risk of just being outright executed are not being executed, even though it appears as though the the, the free Republican Marlinists have appeared to have lost, they may have had their life expectancy extended. Oh, really? Since we may not have lost and the empire may not have actually won. Uh, And until the Thargoid CG ends that just started today and has, give me just a moment, already earned... 3.6 3.6 billion with a B credits. <laughs> well, Thargoids are worth a lot more per kill. Yeah. Um, uh, interesting. So what are you, what are you insinuating here? They're, they're not. This, um, the Marlinist storyline is not over yet. Yeah. And until, until the current CG is over and we can get back to the empire storyline. You know, all we have to do right now is to sit and have it look like we lost, even though the players spoke in numbers and with guns. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, no, no denying or arguing that the story is not over yet. Um, but you sound a lot less um, suspicious of it than than I was. I, I I came away with sort of a a bit of a negative feeling about it. Because it's what it says to me if, you know, if they say, well, the players are going to choose. And then one of these pops up that is so clearly tilted from design um, that that suggests to me that, like, was this one more important that it needed to go this way for the future sections of the story? So they decided to tilt it. And at that point, like, so as a player, I'm I'm only allowed to make the unimportant decisions. Um, but it seems like you maybe think that it's actually part of the story in a good way 
that it was overly tilted. Hmm? Um, I- sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was distracted by Chick's pictures. <laughs> yes, it, it may have been tilted because they knew that our Halloween event was coming. <laughs> Needed to end a little sooner, huh? Yeah. I, I, I'm definitely heated about having not done Mobetta in that CG. Oh, I see. Well, uh, no, well, I didn't play they, in it at all. I, I ignored it completely. <laughs> I, I, I took the week off. I, I crept in for a little while, but uh, what? And now this week is it Thargoids? Yeah, it is. So the Witchhead Nebula has uh, a few stations have been attacked in the Witchhead Nebula, or at least the Thargoid presence has erupted. It, it, my understanding is there are not conflict zones. It's not a full fledged, um, what do they say, incursion state? Right. Um, but there are Thargoids to, to defend against and, um, they're, the CG is, is paying big rewards for, uh, turning in those combat bonds, uh, beyond the normal pay. Um, so everyone's rushing out there. I believe a few carriers took off in that direction. We're organized in our chat earlier today. Um, I will probably participate the next time I have a chance to sit down, I, I guess. Yeah, um, I, haven't, I haven't squashed a bug in a while, so I, I think I might get out there this week. Yeah, Thargoid's fun. Actually, I've been meaning, I, I sort of, um, I, I converted my FDL actually over to Thargoid setup, and I don't think I finished re-engineering it, but all the special effects were set, so I could just finish it anytime. So maybe I'll finish putting that together and... That'll be fun. A fun change. Yeah, I, I always want to get out and kill more Thargoids, and something else always comes up. Usually it starts with a C, ends with a C, and has a Q in the middle, but I, I definitely <laughs> I, I want to get out there and I, hopefully I get some more game time soon so I can get out there. And then this yeah. week, it's been that stupid Among Us. So sus. <laughs> yeah, I still have never played a game of Don't that. Don't do it. Don't do it. Um, I probably, I probably, you know, that's the kind of game that I would play with, uh, with my not elite game friends, right? This is the, the game you play with the non gamers. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, I, you know, hates wife was in there. Dubs's wife was in there. Yeah. So yeah. definitely you can do that. But gamers definitely uh, like dubs once again is stupid good at it. You know, he's just. <laughs> He's a gamer at heart, Teflon. But it's a game that seems, you know, pretty simple. But the more you but play, there's, there's yeah, it's it's there's a whole lot of depth. And when you start really getting into it, uh, you can see some just crazy finishes to that game too. It's hilarious. So yeah, it's yeah. it's fun. Enough talking about that. What were we talking about? Killing well, bugs. Um, All right. Yeah. yeah, killing bugs. So for those who do want to participate, um, I was talking with. Um, some people earlier today, the the reward for being in the top 75% of this is going to be unlocking the Guardian Frame Shift Booster for you and placing a size 4 uh, version of the module in storage for you. Um, so this is a quick little jump start for those of you who have not unlocked that yet. 
um, uh, some people were talking about putting together their, their first time Thargoid builds. And, um, it really does kind of, uh, to, to be effective in Thargoid combat, you really does require, um, the guardian Goss cannon to be unlocked. Um, but there's no saying you can't, um, either battle scouts, which can be killed, with um, stuff that can be unlocked at the technology broker, uh, AX multi cannons are a good idea, um, although it's a bit slower. Uh, those are very not 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 very effective against the the larger thargoids, but you could run support too. Um, we were setting up somebody who was planning on heading out there, and it's like, well, you don't have the Gauss cannons. Well, maybe just load a couple of flak launchers. You know, be distraction for the swarm. Uh, get some Healy beams to help, and and um, you know, repair limpets and stuff to help your buddies. And I wish there was and, a fighter with a Healy beam on it. Right, there is not one of those. That would be um, super cool. That should have been the reward for be. this one instead of the, you know, Guardian frame shift <laughs> booster giving us a Guardian fighter that has a Healy beam, or a ooh, or a size six Guardian frame shift booster that would have been cool. oh that would be insane like yeah gives I, you like 18 or something yeah I, I, yeah it would have been <laughs> cool if something new and crazy would have been put in here something true and well i think honestly the rewards have to be a little bit less enticing than that no no they need to be insane <laughs> like a wormhole generator so i can get to beagle point in an hour <laughs> not asking well, too much no of course not well um also, uh, let's see, what else is going on? Oh, uh, Bray landing in the Yuanji system has reduced the unlock cost for all Guardian modules uh, as part of the CG. Uh, you, said, so, you said the the not Guardian stuff isn't as useful as the Guardian stuff. I do want to inform you that the advanced multi-cannon comes in size 1 and 2 can be engineered for long range up to seven kilometers and can synthesize AX weapon or AX ammo. Yeah, but the damage is really low. And considering how much you're going to need to synth when you're aiming a fixed multi-can at seven clicks. uh, Yeah, I mean, I do wish I could engine... Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. With a, it's a multi-cannon. It's not a railgun. I do wish I could engineer my Gauss cannon because I, I do wish I could get more than three clicks out of it, but... Um, or well, just I don't know, a low-heat version would be nice, too. Just any any kind that, of engineering that would be hurt. badass. That wouldn't hurt. I think I would, I think I would go for a long-range... What? Soon TM, question mark? On engineering guardian, I don't. I have no idea. That could go either way. Oh, Odyssey is supposed to have more engineers. I'm waiting for all the guardian stuff to go sentient on us and kill us. <laughs> I'm I'm predicting more engineers than Odyssey is talking about the engineers for stuff that's on your suit. Uh, not, although you know, whatever that that would be story progression, I guess. But the that is kind of part of the whole angle is, is, um, there's a drawback, right? To, you know, you know, you are sacrificing something by using the guardian weapons. I actually think that the thing that really needs to change first about the guardian weapons is the fact that the Gauss cannon ends up being 
kind of too far ahead. You know, like the others would be a lot of fun and they need to be brought more in line with that, I think, so that it's it's a stylistic choice, right? And not or, just or if like different Thargoids were more susceptible to different Thargoid weapons. So you had to kind of okay. pick and choose, you know, you had to gear up properly in order to fight different Thargoids, you know, something like that even would be hmm. good hmm. instead of just the Goss being the god. It just does, yeah, yeah. Just is the only one strong enough to make you truly effective. Yeah, it's it's the true meta. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. if you're gonna go kill them, you should do that. Yeah, and I've I mean I've seen Thargoids go down from um, shard cannons mm-hmm. before, just because yep. the it's just a lot. Of, but but you're brute forcing it. It's it's yeah. a different it's a different game. And then the plasma charger would be a good skill based weapon. Um, but it's it's just not effective enough. It's just not, uh, and that's a shame, you know, that, because they, they're in the game, but they do not get used. And that in any real way, it would be really cool if the Thargoids were more like a raid boss, where you had to have, you know, some guys need shards to like get the like the armor off the heart, then to fully expose mm. you, you need to hit it with Gauss cannons, then to, you know, finish it off, you need plasmas, you know, yet where you have to use teamwork. You know, one ship could have a few of each guns, but it would just take you forever. But if you had, you know, yeah, yeah. A, a team working on it, and then, you know, where you needed heals or somebody, people had to be out there healing and, you know, then other people had to be dealing with the swarm. It would be cool if it was true, raid boss like that you know required coordination but yeah instead well, once you learn the rules you can just you can solo any of them in just about any ship oh right people have mm-hmm. <laughs> um you know and i mean there is still a very high skill ceiling for oh, that obviously yeah, way, but way up there it's not like we think it's i, I don't think and patience are effortless <laughs> and yeah. patience yeah it takes hours but um yeah, we could I, I could definitely see coming, you know, the whatever the next Thargoid is gonna be. I think at this point, like we've got such a difficulty scale up to Hydra now. I think the next thing has to be like, you know, the mothership kind of deal. Yeah. Um where you could see it's maybe not like well, whatever. Who knows what it's gonna be? I, I don't need to go shooting down your ideas. Um <laughs> from from this game, I I guess I would presume that it was it would kind of go more in line with um, the direction that megaships go now, where there'll be specific target points that, you mm-hmm. know, you, then you advance the battle to the next mode, you know, then, then it, it, which is a little bit similar to what Thargoids are now. You know, you hit them to ex, ex, uh, protrude the heart or whatever we say, uh, exert the heart. Yeah, but imagine you if you fire like, on it. Yeah, imagine if they were really big and like, when you'd exert the heart, it opened up like a compartment that only a small ship or a fighter could go into. And then you, need, then you had yeah, to do Yeah, and you something. have to hit the exhaust port. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah, just exactly. A whole Star <laughs> yeah. Wars type thing. But uh, it's just more, go more coordination. Something. Makes it so Send you your have to have right a small in. ship. Yeah, there you go. Stay on target. Yeah. Why'd you turn off exactly. your targeting computer? Dumbass, turn that thing deflectors. on. <laughs> Watch yes. for enemy fighters. Let's, <laughs> oh, my God. Some Jack Porkins. Uh, um... <laughs> no, I, I'm. 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 That would be great. Board, that would be but fabulous. I, but and if we had to go in there to have and have multiple size ships, I, that's that's all that yeah. I'm saying. The coordination and, uh-huh. and the requirement to have different size ships, mm-hmm. right? And not just like in a wing, mostly to brute force. Mm-hmm. 
Exactly. You know, which which is fine. You know, we do you know we do Thargoids, and it, it's sort of like one person starts getting too much aggro, you you take some off, and they run off and sh- recharge the shields for a while, and yeah. you know, between all of us, we manage to take the thing down, or or the 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 good 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 players, the good with a U players that do it all themselves. Um, <laughs> That's great. <laughs> it's great for you guys. I am not that good. Um, but anyway. Anyway, that's 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 the goings on. Is is there is there other news and stuff? What what don't I know about? Tell me the answers. Uh I you know more than I do. Hate knows more <laughs> than any of us, man. What do you know, hate? I I don't know how to create a public holiday. Uh, system state. Okay. I don't know that either. If anybody huh. has ruminations, get a hold of me. Uh, uh, does Google know? No. I thought huh. that that was announced as one of the like quasi-random ones. That's uh, news to me. I also huh. want to know how to trigger a blight state. Because that affects markets in a very particular way, and I want to, I want to be. Able to- <laughs> I think you got to do that with poison, sir. Huh? I just want to know the average fight speed of a spring-laden swallow. <laughs> what do you mean, African or European swallow? Ah! <laughs> That's my. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, 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 this seems like a show to me, man. Hey, that's fine. Well, hey. um... We we pulled it off. We didn't. We did it, guys. We did it. Um, if you all would gladly come and find us in Discord and join the chat, we've had a lot of new people flowing in, and that's awesome. New fr- new friends are wonderful, and we love you all. Find the links in the on our website, uh, which is loosescrewsed.com. There you will also find. Uh, a merch store where you can get like sweatshirts and mugs and stuff. And the sweatshirts, um, hey, the sweatshirts my daughter got and I got, yeah. they are really good quality. They're nice. I, I, I was yeah. impressed. So I give that plug. Yeah, buy buy it. Um, wear, wear the gear. Tell people that you're a little loose and pretty screwy. Uh, they won't be mad about that. And if they are, you didn't need those people anyway. You didn't, you didn't need those people. You know what I mean? <laughs> Um, this is going off the rail a little bit. So anyway, um, this is, this is, was the loose screws podcast. I honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, I can't remember if I even said that. Um, I think I might've accidentally called us this week in fake space. Um, that's my memory. So I guess we'll find out when I go and yeah, but play, say, play say, this back. Saying our name at the beginning, if they're listening, they probably downloaded it. So they probably already knew. So, right. I guess when you say the name of your podcast right at the beginning, you're really only catching the folks whose podcast players are just on like auto and yeah, just just randomly grabbing stuff. Yeah. (laughs) I bet we have a lot of those. (laughs) I'm sure we have a lot of randos. And you you forgot to say, make sure you what rate, share, and like, like, comment, and subscribe. Smash that bell. Smash it. Smash Uh, it. Smash that bell. No, that is actually a great point. Um, rating the show on your podcast 
feed reader of choice will help a lot of other people's podcast feed readers accidentally put us on auto mode and then uh, they won't know who I am because I don't introduce the show when at the beginning. And so if you want to cause that hilarity to happen to a stranger, please write a review. Um, otherwise, um, that's about the size of it. Still waiting for hate mail. Uh, so please I think there's nothing. What? Please send hate your hate mail. I want to please hear. send hate your mail. I mean, to yeah, point I forget all the fingers about the things that Chig and Trex said in this show tonight that I did not be a part of, even though hates in my name and the stuff they said was hateful. Give me your, <laughs> I want to. <laughs> okay. I think we just need a cheese. Ah, cheese. All right. I'm going to go, uh, uh, I, I'm going to go cottage cheese. Believe it Ooh, or not. Yuck. Yeah. Okay. Oh my go God. And I was going to, I was going to say that it, it can be a controversial one because yeah. some people just goddamn hate it. I, I think it's a texture thing for a lot of people though, more than anything. Well, well, no, to me it, it, it's in the family of soapy cheeses. It tastes like soap to me, like blue cheese and goat cheese. Oh, like, you've got that genetic disorder. I've got, I've got, got a gene. It. Now yeah. my wife and five-year-old daughter love cottage cheese. Yeah. Uh, to just me, it tastes like soap. Whole gallon. <laughs> yeah, I can just I can just mow that shit down. It comes in, you know, small curd, large curd. I mean, basically, all the cottage cheese is is they make the the cheese, but they they just pour off they, the whey instead of compressing and getting all the moisture right. out and turning it into an actual block of cheese. They usually will yeah. put some cream in there too to to thicken up the whey a little bit, and that's that's cottage it's like cheese. a proto cheese. But like reading about it, and they're like. They they were saying other things, you know. You can have it with yogurt, and I've never really mixed it with yogurt. I've seen people put fruit in it and, and stuff fruit, like that. Yeah, that but seems to be the. They said it serving. can be a replacement for mayonnaise. I never thought of doing that, putting it on a sandwich as a as a mayonnaise mm. replacement. So I might have to try that. I need to go make something that would work. <laughs> gotta go uh, make a sandwich. Gotta go make a sandwich. All right, have your wife make me one. <laughs> Yikes. I think he actually ran away and made a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Um, hey, Wills, we'll be here next week. I hope you will too. That's it. Signing off. Bye. Bye-bye.